Welcome, guys, to podcast number two. I am Mike, and this is Massey. What's um, up? If you are watching this on YouTube or on video, we have links on the description below. We have our Patreon where you can donate pretty much any level you want. We Subscribe also, to that, guys, would you? Yeah, please, please get the Patreon rolling. Um, also, we do have our website, theselfevidenttruth.com, where you can donate. Press the tab. TheSelfEvidentTruth.com. There we go. Now, be if, there or be square. If you're listening on podcast, well, you just got the websites. Um, Patreon.com slash self evident ministries. Okay, now that that's out of the way, Massey, how you doing, man? man I'm doing good, man. How about you? I'm doing well. Thank <clears> you. <throat> so, we saw in the news today, Massey, you and I had talked about, well, let's bring this up Nike. Yeah. You want to tell me a little bit what's yeah, going yeah, on yeah, with Nike? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me start off with this. Uh, first, uh, we had a great week last week. Our first podcast was good. Yeah, that was I'm, good. I'm glad that we were able to just vent. This was the first one. Um, but here we are, right? We're, we're dealing with some big stuff. And I'm not, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I'm not a very big current events guy because to me, it's a big distraction. Um, but we're going to talk about it anyways. Uh, so here, here's, here's my two cents on some of these things. And I, and I want your guys' advice and opinion or just an opinion. Uh, please type your comments below if you're watching this on YouTube or uh, we'll post the full uh, uh, partial video on Facebook. You guys can comment. Um, <clears throat> so Colin Kaepernick, we, we, we see this whole Nike issue. Yesterday, I, I posted on Facebook, if you're caught up in anger, if you're caught up in division, uh, you're distracted. And the reason I say that is because there's a heck of a lot bigger issues going on in America than someone promoting socialism like a Nike company, right? So a lot of this started to happen back in the, in the time of, the, of the, the Nazi regime, right? There was a lot of propaganda. And I'm not saying Nike's Nazi, okay? That's not where I'm going. I'm just using this as an example before everyone starts flipping out. Oh, that is not what I'm doing. Context, don't so, worry. But Malcolm X even said, if you're not careful, the newspapers will have you hating those that are being oppressed and loving those who are doing the oppressing, right? Malcolm X said that. And, and so... What I'm saying is, is that I think we're focused too much on distractions. No. That's all propaganda is. It's distraction from the real issue, right? Propaganda could cause you to hate something, to love something. If you push it long enough, what was it? Uh, it, it, it if, if you push something consistently, it kind of almost becomes a truth. And I think it was Thomas Paine. If I'm not mistaken, he wrote it in Common Sense. It is Thomas Paine, but I'm just trying to get the quote right in my head. He said, um, a long habit of thinking a thing not to be wrong gives it a superficial appearance of it being right. I'll say it again. A long habit of thinking a thing not to be wrong gives it a, super, a superficial appearance of it being right. And if you think about it, socialism for a long time is kind of just, it's been the slow, progressive thing. Like, hey, it's good to help people. Why don't you want to help people? You bad conservatives. You don't want social programs. You want to push old ladies off of cliffs in their wheelchairs, right? <laughs> Why, what's wrong with you? That's the, that's the issue. Yeah. So we have this guy who's saying socialism, socialism. He wants us to be like Cuba, you know, basically praising like the Fidel Castros and the Che Guevara's. Yeah. He wore a, a Castro or a Che a Che t-shirt. shirt. Mm, Can you yeah. explain what Che did just to, for the for the listeners? So yeah, Che started a revolution and uh, really helped put. Uh, some evil people in power is basically how to put it. You know, thousands of people were killed under this revolution. Yeah. Um, and Che tends to be held up as this leader, this leader revolutionary, because, because we all like the idea of revolution. We all like the idea of bucking against something that's oppressing us. And you look at what Kaepernick's doing. What's his whole idea? His whole idea is bucking against oppression. 
Right. He's being oppressed by police officers. And I'm not even arguing about whether or not he's right or wrong. This is what his mindset is, is he's bucking against oppression of police officers, oppression of... By police officers. By police officers um, of a racist society that's held black people down, a a government and a country that hasn't upheld equal values. You know, so it becomes being a part of something bigger. Right. Right. And so so we, we see this guy praising... Uh, socialist, communist, Marxist views, correct? Yeah. And yeah. and in his mind, he's thinking that's power to the people. The people need the power. Well, if we had the original republic back, the power's in the people under God, right, with a constitution that bars government from exactly what he's complaining about, right? So yeah. if he would, like, and, and so the, the one thing I want to address is just a little bit of history. Last year, or was it the year before, when he, kne- when he kneeled for the, for the, uh, uh, the Pledge the, of Allegiance, the, uh, the, the, the Star Spangled Banner, the, the National yeah. Anthem, whatever. And uh, when he kneeled for that, it was this big ordeal that, what an idiot. This is, this is stupid. I can't believe this. He's a role model. Blah, 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 blah. And they just went off on this guy, right? And it's like, when is the last time anyone tried to educate this dude? Well, he won't listen. Have you tried? When's the last time someone handed him a pocket constitution? It's just like calling an atheist stupid. The God of this world has blinded their eyes. They don't know what you know. They, their eyes have not been uh, yet, yet illuminated to the gospel. They don't know that they're in their sin. So for me to make fun of a blind man for tripping over a log in the woods is kind of asinine. He's blind. He doesn't know. My job is to love him to make sure he doesn't trip over that log, right? Yeah. And pray to God that his blind eyes are open so he could see the log for himself. That is my duty as a Christian. Now, last year there was this big ordeal, and I kind of got upset because a lot of the conservatives that I know are Christians and the vitriol that was being spread about this dude. Sorry, guys, I don't care what your belief system is. I really don't. I don't care if you're conservative or whatever you are. If you resort to emotions and not principle, that is not Christ. No, it's just not Christ. You, you, there's no way you can justify anger and name calling and shaming someone because that always works, right? You moron, come to Jesus, you idiot. <laughs> well, and, and you know, think about how people react. You know, if somebody comes up to you and is like, "You're stupid. Do you realize how stupid you are?" <laughs> yeah. What, what, yeah. You go, "Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Let's talk about this." <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, it's like you're what? stupid too. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, come on. And you know? and we've we've watched you know, and we're going to get into what's going on now, but. You right. see this. I'm just building a history. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But time and time again, you see this reaction of, oh, well, I'm going to get frustrated and throw up my dukes, which just pits two sides against each other more and more. And that's exactly what we're watching right now is everybody is putting up their dukes more and more. Yes. And getting more entrenched, you know, but continue with no, the build up. Th- this is good. So, again, the argument was. Man, but this guy's a role model. He's a sports guy. And, and you know, these kids are watching him. And, and these socialistic views are going to blah, 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 blah. You know, they're going to destroy our children if we don't stop it. True. Totally true. Why did we wait before the dam broke to stop it? Yeah. When is the last time we educated the masses about the Constitutional Republic? Now, I know there's, a, there's people doing it, right? But in mass position, again, I'm going to go back to this. What is really an American? You know, we get mad about illegals crossing, but how much of the Constitution do you yourself know, right? I'm not justifying it. I think they should be, if, if they're illegal, they should be deported, of course, right? Now, we should reform the, the amnesty system and, you know, all these things. I think, you know, that would be hard to do is to round them all up and send them, yeah. right? 
there, there's obviously people trying to flee situations and certain things. And I think those are individual cases. I don't know how to fix the immigration system. I honestly don't. I do know this, but it's illegal to come here illegally. And the, it, the penalty for that is deportation, right? That's, that's what it is. Yeah. Back if, to, go ahead. Go ahead. If, if, well, just a little analogy. If you're having problems with murders, you don't get rid of the law against murder. That's right. <laughs> you enforce the law. Oh, well, let's, let's just get rid of it so that way we don't have to worry about it. Um, but there's, with the whole Kaepernick situation, right? Um, this guy has created so much firestorm, which in a way he's actually done a good job by pulling in interest on both sides. Now, I think Nike Nike probably didn't foresee the firestorm they were going to cause, but they knew they were going to cause some right. some storm. I don't think they realized they were going to lose 4% of their stock price. Yeah, over what, what, a situation what, what, like what did this. it drop now? How much I, monetarily? What did I it drop? I think it's like 4% or something. Actually, I can look it up. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I want to say it was, you know, it was a couple billion yeah. dollars that they lost. Um, but... Watching both sides, I actually have a little more understanding um, for the liberal side of this argument. Yeah, explain, expand know. on that in a second. Look that yeah. up. Nike lost $3.75 billion in the Colin Kaepernick. Good thing. night. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll make that back in the next couple of weeks well, to months. But yeah, yeah, propaganda. Were, they yeah. knew... Good press is better than no press, or bad press is better than no press, yeah. right? They know that. They know people are just going to buy Nikes for the sake of burning them. They don't care if you burn them. You just spent 100 bucks on my shoes. <laughs> that's, they don't that, care. That's where I've been agreeing with the liberal side of it's it, because like, they're all going, uh, you already bought it. <laughs> You're burning your $100 Nikes it, for nothing. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I've always said this, actions speak louder than words. I don't think that you should use your words to... to, to uh, basically make someone feel inferior, right? But the wallet speaks. Yeah. Don't support them, right? Keep hitting them in the wallet because that's, look, you keep giving a bad product or you represent, represent yourself bad, you will lose customers, right? Hit them in the wallet. That's, that's how this works, you know? So uh, going back to the situation, so Colin, I, I honestly, and, and I'm kind of going to side on Ben Shapiro's thing with this, parents are worried about, and, and um, you know, most patriots, Americans are like, man, but if he pulls these socialistic views, it's going to affect kids. Look at our school systems. They're teaching nothing but socialism now, right? God is no longer in the picture, really. Like, I even saw an ad, like, bring your Bible to school day. I'm not knocking that, okay? And it's like this big thing. Show your religious freedom by bringing your Bible to school. Why not do it every day? Yeah. Why only one day? Why, why are we succumb to a day? You have a bill of rights that says you have the right to practice your religion Freely. It's not the freedom to worship. It's the right to practice your religion freely. Thank you for making that distinction. Right. So it's not just bringing my Bible to the school on one day. It's every day. It shouldn't be, I'm practicing my, I'm going to go out and talk, talk to people about Jesus one day. No, it's every day. Yeah. Right? Shouldn't, shouldn't I exude Jesus every day? And I'm not, I'm not mad about it. What I'm saying is we've, we've, we've sunk ourselves into, well, this is how it is. This is just what we do. Right? So the people are getting mad at Colin for for having these views. My question, and several of them are, who's really out there? If you're so worried about that, why aren't you the voice in the opposite? The Bible says that I'm supposed to be ready to give an, a, an answer to every man that asks of the hope that's within me. I'm supposed to study, my show and study to show myself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. My duty is to study, 
right? Then I use that study to go proclaim the truth to others. That is called witnessing. That's called being a witness for Jesus Christ, right? Out of that should be able to come the discipleship of, well, then what kind of government did our founders intend us to have, right? It's the Republic. The very thing he's seeking, this whole, you know, getting rid of oppression and we still feel like slaves and all these other things, which I don't agree with him at all. I don't agree with any of his positions, bro. You just made millions playing football. You just got another endorsement by Nike. Had nothing to do with you being black. Nothing to do with it, right? It's because they saw an opportunity to capitalize, and that's what they did, right? They saw your talent on the football field. They signed you to a contract. You played football. You're not a press homeboy. You have millions. That is not oppression, okay? Let's be real. What about all these? And I know, like, here's the other thing, too. I'll, I'll praise him on this. Dude's writing checks to inner city stuff. Yeah. He's giving he's, a lot of money he, to he inner does. city stuff. So he does, if, right? If you're going to try and complain that he's not doing anything, well, he is. And so, the, one thing, the one thing we're trying to do on, on this podcast is be fair. Yeah. Let's be fair here. If you hear the other side, you're going to understand how to basically defeat the arguments, right? That's, that's the whole point of this. So aren't, if you're so worried about what he can do as one person in this media mogul machine that Nike can do, who owns the cattle on a thousand hills? Who's the God of heaven that subdued nations and stopped the mouths of lions? Where's that God? Where's the God when Goliath said, you know, if, if you lose, then all of you people will serve me as slaves. But if we lose, we'll be your slaves. And then David comes up and he says, man, who should defy the armies? Who's this uncircumcised Philistine that should defy the armies of the living God? Why is it that we can't believe in God more and trust him, right? Because I'm going to talk about this for a second on tolerance. There's a massive difference. Pastor Todd preached about this on Sunday, and I hope he, he catches this because it was so good. He said, tolerance does not mean the same thing as kindness. There's abominations that are being committed in this country, namely abortion, right? We, we, we point out the easy ones like homosexuality, but dude, there's adultery going on in church. There's lying, yeah. going, and the Bible says lying, lying tongues and abomination. There's all these things going on, right? There's a lot of things happening in this country. But if we don't submit to God, we have the fear of man. Why are we afraid of what man can do? The, King David even said, who, are, who is man, Lord, that thou art mindful of him? Why are you worried about a dude in a Nike ad campaign when kingdoms come and go, the Bible says? Kingdoms rise and fall. Empires, businesses rise and fall. Who are we? Why are we afraid of man? Why can you not trust the God of heaven and pray for the anointing of God to go preach the gospel, preach about the republic and the things that you believe in? Because if it's really true and there's hope in it, people will see it. Because it's easy. That's that's why. That's it. So in the intro or the preface to the book I had written a couple of years ago, I had quoted Shameless Penn plug. Gillette. Yeah, another shameless plug. That's hey, right. right? From yeah. Bust to Boom, isn't that what it's called? Yeah, from Bust to Boom. It's actually under Order the pen name now. Christian Dell, which the pen name's kind of useless now that everybody knows my name anyways. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I was trying to protect by some this of the guy, people. But uh, go um, buy it. So in the preface, I quoted Penn Jillette, and he had said, look, if you're a really Christian and you really believe hell is real, then you must really hate people to not tell them so about the gospel. And, we're and this talk guy's about an atheist, that. right? So what he's saying is, look, if you actually believe this, if you care about people, you're going to say it. And there's this expectation there. And I think what happens is we say we care about what's going on in the country, but it's much easier to just sit there at home and yell at the TV or to burn our Nikes and post that on Facebook that, oh, hey, I hate Colin Kaepernick because he stands for something I don't stand for and he, in, he insults my country. 
So I'm going to post me burning Nikes. Look, if you really care about this, let's start doing something more productive, more constructive. Because guess what? There's this big gap between the two sides that they're just not talking, not having conversations. That's right. That's right. You know? And if we can get rid of that crap yep, and resituate ourselves, when are you in the inner city? When are you in the, the homeless kitchens? When are you giving your time to volunteer at hospitals or at prisons or whatever? Whatever is actually calling you, yeah. whatever is a what, desire on, on your, your heart, heart yeah. yeah, go and do it. And if you really believe that Christ is the only way, well, we need to really start showing Christ and giving Christ out. <laughs> that's right. You know? Amen. No, and it, that's that's probably the best point made out of this whole situation. Like, the first emotion we all... Or the first thing we resort to when we're upset about something is anger. Yeah. Why? Why can't we just be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, right? It's not wrong. I don't think anger is necessarily bad because the Bible says be angry and sin not. But it's when you turn that anger into wrath, right? Because that, that's what the Bible condemns. It condemns the action of the emotion, right? I have love for all people, but when it turns, it, when it turns into lust, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, that's, that's the action. That, that's where, oh boy, you know, this, is, this is bad stuff, right? So how do you tell the difference between anger and wrath then? So like, anger is just the emotion that you feel. So like, let's just say there's, there's times where people cut me off on the road. I get angry about it, right? And at times, I've done this before where I've shown wrath, right? I don't, I don't flip people off, but I'm like, what are you doing, you idiot? That's wrath. Yeah. You now have, you, you've now taken the emotion into an external situation, right? Internally, right, you're reflecting on, on those things. Like being angry. Okay, I'm upset. I am upset that the dude got a spot on Nike. Like sometimes, what, what was that? What was the ad? If you sacrifice, you, you may have to. Co- it may cost you everything. Yeah. If you what is it? If you believe in something, you you may have to sacrifice everything. Or right. Something like that. Yeah. Really, Which really has come up with some pretty funny really memes. Sacrificed everything. <laughs> he lost his football career, but he was on the bench. Right. He lost his football career, but just signed a deal with Nike. You didn't sacrifice Where, everything, homeboy. You know and what? He's sac- getting paid more now exactly. than he was before. Exactly. And you know what? <laughs> What is real sacrifice? Yeah. Can I talk about Karen? Yeah. She posted Karen Vaughn, mother of Aaron Vaughn. So he died in 2011 in Afghanistan. He's buried in Arlington Cemetery. She posted a picture and said, this is sacrifice. When you believe in something so much, you lose everything. She lost her only son. When our founders pledged their lives and fortunes in sacred honor, we talked about this a little bit last week, they literally pledged their lives and their fortunes and their honor because their honor was tarnished. They were called seditionists. They were called rebels, that they were rebelling against the system, right? They lost everything to gain what? Something for my future. Not even that they would see the full fruit. Exactly. They knew they wouldn't see the full fruit. Okay, Colin, shooting straight, bro. Like, (laughs) you didn't sacrifice everything. Sacrificing everything is you have nothing. Oh boy, you have everything and more. And more now. That's what I don't understand is we don't understand what it is to sacrifice. We talked about that last week. It's kind of hit on this a little bit, right? That sacrifice costs you everything. Like, are you willing to uh, to, to, to take a massive pay cut and move out of your house and do all these things to do something you love? 
even if it costs you everything. So like ministry, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where people always say to me, you know, I sacrifice everything, you know, I've, I've done it where I've sacrificed everything on the altar of ministry, I even sacrificed my kids. I, I'm very careful of that, right? I don't want to do that. But how come people don't say that when it's business? You know, like if someone owns a business, it's like, oh, brother, you got to sow seed and you, then you become successful when it comes to ministry. Brother. No, I mean, I'm serious. Like, yeah. sacrifice means it costs you something. Is, let me ask you this. Now, there's a difference between true faith and misguided faith, which I've walked in both paths, right? But is there ever a limit to true faith, true reliance on God? No. Exactly. No. We tend to try be. to, right? People will look at you and they'll say, oh, well, hold on. Yep. Hold on now. Yeah, which... I can understand if you're getting into the, the the other path. Right. But true faith, it doesn't always look logical to the world. Right. I'm not saying being rich is bad. I'm not because the Bible doesn't condemn riches. Yeah. It condemns the wickedness of riches and what can happen to it and watch your heart be careful, right? But being rich isn't bad. Having money isn't bad, but don't tell me you've sacrificed everything <laughs> for a belief system. <laughs> that is the that is seriously. You know, people say there's hypocrisy in the church. That's hypocrisy from him. Yeah. That's hypocrisy. Now, let's go back to this. He kneeled for the he kneeled at the flag and the anthem, right? All these things. Yeah. The very thing that he's kneeling and protesting against is the very symbol that symbolizes the very thing he's trying to protest. Had we educated him on the fact that that flag represents freedom, right? And though we had all of our issues, right? The fact that you're still standing here today is the whole reason that flag waves, right? I don't pledge allegiance, like, I'm not a flat, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, my allegiance is to God first, no. right? He gave me a nation, I should protect the nation. But the very thing he's protesting and kneeling for, he should be standing for, saluting it, and teaching people about it so that we can have the freedom that he's trying to achieve. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, but when is the last time you heard that? It's, that moron should be, sta- those NFL people should be forcing those guys to stand for the national anthem. Force. Isn't it stupid? We always say we want freedom, but we want others to force we people. To force it. Yeah. yeah, we want people to force us to believe. I'm going to say this too because I'm I'm, I'm going to go talk at University of Dayton in Ohio uh, next week, next Shameless or next plug. week on Monday, right? And yeah, please go. It's <laughs> University of Dayton. I think it's Monday night on the six thirty, the seventeenth. Yep, it's my wife. She she does all the booking. So people ask me a lot. You want a theocracy? All these other things? No. We should have tolerance for those that don't believe. And I'm going to read a quote from James Madison, okay? Because it's going to tie into this whole thing. You cannot force people to believe the way you believe. That is against the laws of God. If you're forcing them to love God, that is not love. You have not forced them to hate God because you're putting something on them they don't want. They have not yet been illuminated, right? So check this out. Madison continued. He said this, whilst we, whilst we assert for ourselves a freedom to embrace to profess and to observe the religion which we believe to be of divine origin, we cannot deny an equal freedom to those whose minds have not yet yielded to the evidence which has convinced us. Can't force those people. If they haven't seen the evidence of what convinced us to the religion. You can't force them. He said this, if this freedom is abused, if we force them to believe, it's an offense against God, he said. Because <laughs> he's given us free will. And I want... I want- Everybody who's listening, who doesn't necessarily agree with everything we say, to listen very carefully to that. Because that's something that that idea gets missed a whole lot when volleys are getting thrown. 
And that's something that we stand for is, look, I'm not looking to force other people to believe what I believe. I'm looking for the freedom for us all to believe what we believe. And I'd rather have a conversation with you and convince you through persuasion and love. And the Holy Spirit, some cases, sometimes getting a little, yeah, yeah, yeah sometimes it's just like, the Lord, bam, it's, hit me it's, with my sin, you know? It's the Lord who's going to open up a heart. That's exactly it. Right? Um, and if we, if we start getting into this game of, well, they're not allowed to speak, they're not allowed to say this, they're not allowed to do that, it, that power wielded in the wrong hands causes trouble. You look at the, you know, the whole Brett Kavanaugh thing, yep. the nuclear option. A couple of years ago, Harry Reid in Congress decided we're going to use a nuclear option and use a simple majority. And there were several people who came out and said, you don't want to do this because it can be turned against you. Well, now it's being turned against you. That's right. It's being used by the other side. And when we look at our presidents, we look at our government, you know, the group that's in power likes to go, okay, now that we're in power, let's shove down everybody's throat what we want to get done. The problem is you've just expanded your power. So when the other side gets in, guess what? Now they've got it. Now they've got the strength and the power. Dude, you nailed it. And, and so we are adamant about freedom and limited government and, and limited control. I mean, obviously within reason, but we're adamant about this because we want freedom for everybody. I want freedom for the people that I disagree That's with right. completely as well as the people that I agree with. Completely. That's right. So think about it, right? Everything you just said, Jesus said, let your light so shine before men. Didn't say let your force be shown to all men. Light. God is light. In him is no darkness. If the world is dark, God is light. No. So who do we emulate? God, Jesus, the representative here on earth, right? Jesus, I, I can almost see when he was with the, the harlot that was busted, the, you know, the, the, the prostitute. The adulterer. Yeah, the adulteress. I think about, he could have easily said, yeah, stoner, that's, that's, it's causable by death. Do I know the whole story? Not really elaborate, but what it does say is, he that is without sin cast the first stone. If you notice, he's the one who opened the pipeline to freedom. He really right there set a lot of things like, judgment is not in your hands. You're not a government. So the purpose of government is to punish evildoers and praise those that do well, Romans 13, right? That's the whole purpose of a government. That's the purpose of why kings are elected, or in our case, we are the kings. We have representatives, right? We cannot take matters into our own hands. We're supposed to love our neighbors ourselves, but when the neighbor violates, that's why we take him before the courts, right? So that the government can do what it's supposed to do. If the government is lax on penalties, right, you're going to see the country be lax on its own penalties and its own offenses. Yeah. Right? Then everything is tolerant. But... I can't force people to believe. I cannot force Colin Kaepernick to believe the way I believe. And all you're doing by shouting is making him have more, more ammo in his gun. It makes him a martyr. It totally makes him a martyr, right? We're, we're exploiting something that doesn't need to be exploited. You know why socialism wasn't in this country? Because it doesn't work. The founders wrote writings on the fact that, and, and mind you this, when John Adams wrote his book on the defense of the U.S. Constitution, when he wrote that, he never once said socialism, Marxism, Leninism, and all the isms, communism. He said they were all democracies. All of them, he said, it's a democracy. It's a democracy where the people are in control, right? Not a government. So there was this balance in the republic of the people are in control. The people have the power. But we're electing these men to handle constitutionally within the bounds of this law, right? And you can only achieve that through morality and religion, he said. Yeah. And they were watching what was going on in France. 
So they were watching the French Revolution. And the French Revolution was, there was a lot of roots in more socialistic ideas, power to the people, power to the right. worker, that kind of thing, right? And they were watching this, and, and that they subscribed to the classical liberal ideas, you know, the right. Lockean type ideas very strongly. And you get down to the basis of it, it's really, you know, property. Whether it's my body, fruit of my labor, work, like we talked about last week. Yep. It, they were very adamant that here's where the protection comes, the freedom comes of controlling your own property, Amen. controlling the, the fruit of your the labor. The fruit of your own labor, yeah. And if we, if we start to regulate all this stuff, as cliche as it sounds, where does it end? Where does, where does the regulation end? Because pretty soon you could just stick people in eight by eight padded cells and give them three meals a day. And guess what? They're all safe and protected from each other. Right. right. And the other thing too, is who regulates those who regulate? No. <laughs> where does, where does that which, power end? You know what I mean? Who, who's the last buck stops? Which, because if it ends with the president, like the way that people are saying, yeah. and keep your thought. Cause I, I want to, I just want to say people don't like Obama. There's people that don't like president Obama. There's people that hate president Trump. So if he's the last buck stops here on what's regulation, what if you don't like him? What's his standards going to be according to you? And I'm saying for forget Democrat, Republican, forget all that, right? Whatever side you're on, no matter who you don't like, what if they were the only arbiters and the last buck stops? Yeah, exactly. So who's going to regulate those that regulate? What, where, where did they have this moral authority? Was it Frederick Bossier that said, uh, you know, you, uh, you know, what's that quote? I had it in my head and I just lost it. We'll, we'll circle back on it here. Just let, me think, just let me think. What's the idea of it? Oh, here it is. It was Frederick Bastiat that said, if the natural tendencies of mankind are so bad, right, that they cannot do good, why is it that we think that governments can do good? And I'm paraphrasing here for a yeah. second, right? If the natural tendencies of man are so bad, right, how is it that the tendencies of these people that organize are good? So government says people are bad. That's why we need more regulation. What makes you better than us, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he said, do they think that they themselves are made of a finer clay than the rest of mankind? Those that are in power or whatever yeah. we call them in power? See, th this is where it's like, if you're not internally governed, our founders talked much about self-governance. The system cannot work outside of self-governance. You can't force someone to believe the way that you believe. But if you were truly self-governed, you would love your neighbors yourself. And every founder wrote about that. That was what religious freedom was all about. Whether you believe in God or not, you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. And if you do that, you're not going to force them to love you. Your light will so shine so that they would understand that love you have from God to them. And the beauty of that is it, it wasn't, they specifically did not want to get into a democracy. That's exactly They it. wanted to get into a constitutional republic. Why? Because then we have the standards written down. Right. Just like biblically, we have the standards written down. So that way you don't get into the flavor of the month, power-hungry, authoritarian idea exactly. of, okay, now we're going to change the standards because we have the ability to go, no, the Constitution says this. And I have enough faith in what they did and because of who these men were and what these men gave up and how wise these guys were let alone the faith aspect, right? No, yeah. But I have enough faith in the document that they put forward that I said, okay, that's a pretty good set of standards for us to go by. So let's go by that. Now, th things change in the world, 
and sometimes you've got to amend. That's why they gave an amendment process. But they made it difficult for a reason. That's right. They made it difficult so that way we're not just looking at it go, mm, it's Tuesday, I right. feel like everybody should get a free cup of coffee. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a constitutional right, you know? Uh-huh. And so yeah, that, you would do that, yeah. Yeah, heck yeah, we'd yeah, all vote yeah, for that, yeah. right? Duncan, shameless plug, you can support us. Yeah. You can sponsor our, our, our <laughs> if, podcast. If you want right. to get into the right. political sphere and cause waves, yeah, cause Duncan, more division, come on. Yeah, because not up. everybody's going to agree with us either. And you know what? We appreciate that. We don't want everybody to necessarily agree. We want people to have a reason to disagree, not just yeah. disagree because it's emotional. Yeah. At least if you can present me an argument that why you disagree, I'm all for it, man. Yeah. Good for you. You've at least thought this through. Right, but what we're seeing constantly out there is not so much a thought; it's more of an emotion. I don't like that either. I, I'm in protest too. You know, for what? I don't freaking know. You know, like, what is feminism anymore? What is Black Lives Matter anymore? What is a protest about abortion anymore? What does it mean? You know, or against abortion even? Let's talk. You know, you could say that about the pro-life movement. I'm gonna say this: I'm glad people are out there speaking against it. That's not the issue. We're supposed to be watchmen on the wall. We're supposed to point out the ills of society and say, look, this isn't scriptural, and we need to return to the God of heaven. That is good, but it's when you make it where it's like a personal vendetta against Colin Kaepernick and against Nike, and then it becomes in the flesh. The Bible says to set your affection on things above. Your trials, I heard a preacher say this this morning, your trials are temporary. You are called to be eternal, and if we could look at our trials and the things that go on as temporary, they blow over. We're eternal beings. That's how our minds are supposed to focus. What is eternally good? What, right? And I'm going to read this scripture from 1 Corinthians 16, uh, 13. It says, watch, stand fast in the faith. It's good to point out the ills. It's good to, to, to make sure that we're watchmen. Be brave, be strong. But listen to this. Let all that you do be done with love. Hmm. We tend to forget Stand like that. a man. So the King James says, watch, stand fast, quit you like men. Be brave and be strong. Yeah. Be a man. But a man knows, like, when you, when you discipline your children, you don't whip them just to whip them. You do it because you're after their eternal good. You hope that when they see it, they may be offended at you. They may be mad about it that you disciplined them, right? But in the end, like, even now, I, I thank God that my dad was hard on me sometimes. Actually, a lot of the times taught me how to be a man, right? Now, was there emotional? Sure. There was a lot of issues that I think he didn't know how to handle. My mother as well. But I learned from those, so I don't do that with my kids. My wife and I talk about it constantly. How we discipline our kids is how they'll react to situations and problems. If we don't teach them how to problem solve, they're just, all they're going to react with is anger, right? And you see it, right? Ah, why are you doing that? You know, where are they getting that from? Is it the way we react to them? Is it what we do, right? So it says, let all that you do be done with love. Love doesn't boast itself, doesn't behave itself unseemly. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13. What is love, right? This isn't a wedding verse. This is real. Because I want to talk about this. This is Colin Kaepernick we're talking about. Dude, I hope everybody watching hears this. When is the last time we got on our knees and fasted and prayed for Hillary Clinton, Hmm. for Colin, for our nation? For these people that are in the public light, for Beyonce's, the people that we think as Christians, it's like, man, that's totally sometimes immoral what they do, right? But bro, we're not supposed to. The, the, the harvest is plenteous and white. Pray for the laborers in the harvest, right? We need more laborers to go out there and labor for them and those souls. Yeah, are they, 
sometimes wicked, the things that they do and the things that they promote, sure. But Tommy, in the Republican Party where things aren't wicked either, there's a lot of wickedness going on in the conservative side of things. Absolutely. Why, so we're getting mad about things we allow instead of loving and saying, I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to fast for the situation. Not that I'm right, but that God would show me how to correct the situation in love. Not to prove myself right, to prove him worthy. Right? Let's talk about this real fast. And I want to, I want to ping pong with you on this. Yep. Listen to this. Love suffers long and is kind. That's not situational. <laughs> right? Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. This is the NASB version, I think. I usually read the King James. But it's a patriot Bible. So it's a good one. <clears throat> it says this, does not seek its own, is not provoked. The Bible says not to be easily provoked to anger. <laughs> Dude, we're the example, right? You ever, you ever do the, the trick where you replace love with your name? Ooh. You ever done that? No. <laughs> Let's do read, it. Read, read a Let's couple of verses with the name Matthew. Because we're, we're going to get convicted here. I <laughs> here we get, go. Yeah, we're going to see how much I can slay myself today, all right? Let's see how bad I can feel after this radio it's, show. Here, do this. This podcast. Switch, switch your name and my name for each verse, so that way we're no, both. I'm <laughs> Carrie suffers long and is kind. I'm kidding. My wife, Carrie. Massey suffers long and he's kind. Massey does not envy. Massey does not parade himself, is not puffed up. Massey does not behave. It's hurts. Yeah, dude. Massey doesn't seek his own. He's not provoked. Massey thinks no evil. Massey doesn't rejoice in sin or iniquity, but he rejoices in the truth. He bears all things. He believes all things and hopes all things and endures all things. Massey never fails. Yeah, so, I mean, if you can take that to yourself, which can we react to the should. world that way? Yeah. Love casts out fear. Love casts out darkness. We're supposed to love them too, to the truth. Anger will not bring them to the things of God. It just doesn't work, man. I, I, I'm going I, to say it. I was in a group for 12 years. We had a lot of anger in that group. It didn't work. It didn't work, man. You know what worked? One-on-one. -on -one, when I sat with the person and I got to know them and I shut this and did this. When I just listened to them. And I wasn't always just trying to be a preacher to them. Yeah. I just wanted to genuinely care about their soul. That works. Yeah. Right? This is convicting to me. I'm not preaching this because I want to point my finger at people. Dude, I'm pointing this at myself. The first thing I said when I saw that picture, I'm going to be blunt very transparent. I was just as angry as everybody else was. Why is Nike getting in this mess? Why do we listen to LeBron James? Why do we listen to it? Right. And I hate the argument of he should just stick to playing basketball. Uh, that drives me nuts. Right. It's like, what? How come you don't say that about people that agree with yeah. you? You know what I mean? What Tim Tebow, he should just stick to playing football. You're using the same tactic the left does. Just because they're a celebrity or an athlete doesn't mean they can't have an opinion. Dude. They just happen to have a bigger platform than you, and you're jealous. Ex <laughs> Let the truth be known, right? Yeah. Let the truth be known. I, I think 
it's wrong to use the tactics that are used against us because that's what's putting us in this position, the divisiveness. And if you use the same tactics, that is the only thing I don't agree with a lot of conservatives on. If you use the same tactics against them, all you're doing is creating division, not unity. That's all you're doing. Love casts out fear. Truth is what sets men free. But truth and love, the Bible says in 1 John 3, 18, right? I used to hear that scripture a lot. It was so twisted. It was so twisted, but it is true. Don't love in word or in tongue, right? But deeds and truth. But first deeds, then the truth. Show them you love them and then tell them. If all you do is tell and yell, you're not going to do anything. But if you show them, they know you care. And then they're more receptive to you, right? I'm not saying the church should have been, oh, Colin, come into our church. That's not it. What I'm saying is is there, there is a way to call it out, right? But to use rudeness never works. It's only the love of Christ. It's us getting on our knees and fasting to destroy the media, yeah. to, 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 to destroy the lies in the media, I should say. Not the media. We have the freedom of the press. But what I'm saying is that the lies in the media, their agendas, what they're promoting and pushing. Because they know, dude, they, they know, know what they're doing. They know. What they had doing. a massive ad campaign ready for this crap. They oh, yeah. knew what they were doing. They knew, what it would, they knew how to wordsmith it. They knew how to craft it. They're, they're so smart, Right. And you know what we do? The only reason I didn't want to talk about this is because I have this great ick for like conservative talk. And I, tell, I say this to Carrie a lot. You want to hear what the conservatives are going to talk about tomorrow? Watch the news tonight. Yep. They just, they go along suit. So like we're falling into this. My job wasn't to talk about the Nike ad. My job was to talk about how do we be as Christians in the land yeah. right now? How do, we, how do we look at it in a, in a broader perspective? And not in a sense of, oh, see, another thing happening, another attack. Yeah, we could go all day about that, right? But there's, there's a reason that we're talking the way we are is because there is a solution. It's just hard. A lot of people don't want to do it. You said that I last have week, a hard time, right? But you said that last week. Yeah. You know, like, and it, it just... What's it going to cost us? What's it going to cost? And there's a reason, you know, you, while you were talking, I thought of Paul. There's a reason... Paul had in place, gave this procedure of how to approach somebody that's in sin in the church. So first you go to them one-on-one. Okay, so you have to sit down in humility, grace, and love and go, look, I'm seeing this in your life, and I care about you, and is there something we can do to fix this? Right? Then it goes to, they don't listen to you, you go to two or three witnesses, two or three people who understood what's going on, but they know. But notice what that says, witnesses. So they know exactly. exactly what you're bringing up to him so they can verify that. Exactly. Not just bringing two or three people, but witnesses. Witnesses. Right? People, people who are in on it. Because all you're doing is ganging up on them then yeah. if you're just doing that. But you bring them in to, because sometimes people need a little more prodding from the group than one person. Then you go before the whole body, before the whole church. Right. Then, if that doesn't work, you put them out for a time. And Paul even told... Corinthians, wasn't it? Told them, look, get this guy out of there. Let Satan sift him. Let him get dealt with. And sometimes that's what somebody needs is to get dealt with. Dealt right. with. But what was the you know. what was the when a man comes to Christ, all the heaven rejoices? Absolutely. Oh man. We want restoration. Yeah. And that that's the thing is people forget is Paul wanted restoration for this guy. It wasn't just get him out of here because I want him to be. That's condemned. exactly it, dude. The whole the whole purpose is reconciliation. Yeah. Yep. And Ambassadors. so going back to your truth and love, you know, when you go to somebody in love, that means you're going to them in a humble state 
but you're also speaking truth because it could be very easy for me to sit you down and go, you know what? You're, you're heavy drinking. It's okay by me. You do you. That's the, yeah, that's tolerance, to not love. Exactly. There's a difference. Huge difference. Yeah. But if I come to you and say, you idiot alcoholic. You know what you're doing to your family, you moron? You're he's, screwing it Why is he up. drinking? Because he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's lost. Yeah. He's trying to bury his... Uh, I remember we went to a school one time. I was in this other group, and it was an uh, Indian reservation. I think it was me, another guy, and this other guy uh, that was in this group. And um, I just don't want to bring up names because yeah. I don't know if they're comfortable yeah. with me talking about them. But... Um, it was a great school and we were talking to the teachers and I remember one of the Indian chiefs, he's one of the chiefs, I think, or one of the head guys of the tribe, he was in the school and he said, you know, I don't know, dude, I remember, I remember all three of us were tearing up when he said it. He goes, why? And I can feel it now. He said, I don't know why we bury our sorrows, our anger in a bottle. That's what we do. And this was out of his mouth. Yeah. They know that they're hurt and lost. They know what they're doing. So they're only, they don't have hope. So they find their hope in something else, right? Yeah. They find it in a temptation or something like that because that gratifies them for a season. You know what really temptation is when you fall into temptation? People say, you know, why am I into pornography? I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand how do I get rid of pornography? Because you can control it for, in, your, in your mind. You can control You can shut it off. You can turn it on. You can do this, right? All it is is you're, you're losing control and you, gr- you try to grab on something to, to, number one, fulfill you. Yeah. And something that you can control. When you come to Christ, he not only fulfills you, he takes control. Yeah. The, to go along with that, I'm so glad you brought that up because it's an amazing point. So first it's part. It's a different radio show. It, it, it's yeah, totally different than what... man. Yeah, everything's different than <laughs> what we wanted to talk about. Um, so first off, with the, the alcoholism, just because we've used that example a couple of times, um, I was watching a speaker who talked about this, and he said, look, a lot of depression is because of choice. And he, he wasn't, you know, minimizing it. What he was saying was, okay, so let's say your life's going well. You got family, you've got a job, you've got a car, whatever. Life's good. Let's say you get laid off. Now suddenly the stability has been shaken. Thing, things aren't looking great in life. You're, you're kind of scared. So what do you do to relieve the tension? You have a drink. Maybe you have a couple. Because it helps you forget it's, like you said, something you can control, which I want to get on in a second. So you make this decision. Well, then you realize that it's helping you forget about your problems. So you start doing it a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Yep. Now, suddenly, you're not coming home right after work. Yep. You're going to the bar. Let's say you crash your car. You get your license taken away. Okay, now you don't have your car. You got laid off. Your wife, you, you got Dewey. Your wife is getting upset with you because you're drinking a lot. So you guys start fighting, start straining your marriage. What do you do? You start drinking more because it, it, it brings it you helps. peace. Yeah, it, it brings it, peace. Yeah, it brings in your head. There, sometimes there's a beauty in not having to be in control. It's an escape. It really is. So then you start doing it more and more and more. And, and what he was saying was, look, it's these choices that compound, and you start to spiral downwards because... This is a good you, topic. You don't have hope. Your only hope is in the thing that keeps bringing more problems upon you. And I'm not saying that it's not a sad situation, and it's not something that people need help in. People need help all the more and understanding of, look, it's not necessarily chemical imbalance in your head. It's life. That's not matching up with your expectations or your potential. That's a lot of what depression is. 
is it's just not matching up with what you expect or what you want out of life. And so to go to the control thing, you were talking about temptation, about control. That's one of the biggest problems with sin. Keep talking. Is that we can be in control of it. And I think that's one of the biggest problems of what porn is for guys is you can be in control of the situation. You can pick what you look at. You can pick how long you look at. You can pick what you do with it. You can pick all this stuff and it's all by yourself and you have control over that little slice of your world and you get huge dopamine rushes off of it. Right. Which is addicting. So you look at it and you go, this is the one thing that's making me happy. Well, no, it's actually making you more unhappy, but you're getting spikes. Yep, and then it's it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy. And it produces like a false love. Like, yeah. okay, well, then all I want to do is just desire my spouse or, you know, whatever. So it produces this. And I kind of want to read this. I used to look at this scripture in condemnation, but I really started looking at it in hope. Because it, it, it what it teaches you, your self-responsibility before God, Right. So my job isn't con- to condemn the man. My job is to preach truth to him, to set man free or woman, no. whoever's involved in any kind of sin, alcoholism. And I'm not saying it's a different topic to talk about drinking and drunkardness, you know, yeah. uh, and, and, and whether you're an alcoholic, which is drunkenness, whether you're in pornography, whether you're in sexual sin, uh, sexual immorality, whether you're, dude, your tongue, right? Check this out. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. And this, th- that word in the Geneva Bible is temptation, which means crosses. Uh, blesses the man who endures crosses, trials, right? For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them, to, to, to them that love him. Let no one say when he's tempted. Now he's talking about sin. Let no man say when he's tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot uh, uh, be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt himself, tempt anyone. But uh, each one is tempted when he's drawn away of his own desires, and he's enticed. So the responsibility lies on me. I know my weaknesses. So why do I keep walking in my weaknesses? You know, like for real, again, let's be transparent. When I get really tired, I get really loose. I'm not sober anymore. That's where temptation, when I used to be in pornography, it would happen when I was super tired and I wasn't engaged with God. That's when it happened. So guess what? When I'm super tired, hit the sack, you know, (laughs) pray, (laughs) grab your wife's hand, pray together and go to sleep or make sure that you're the last thing I think about you know, aside from my kids, we usually have a conversation at night, almost every night for at least an hour, right? At least. And, and we're talking about things through. So my last thought is, I really do love my wife. And that's all I want is to love her the way Christ loves me. I want to love her the same way, right? It says this, but each one is tempted away when he's drawn away, each one is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lusts and desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it brings forth sin. Sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. It says, do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. We take the gift and make it into a temptation. So in other words, he gives me the gift of a wife, but right, the gift was the companion. Yeah. We try to find our companionship, our, 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 our acceptance, like you said, our, our fulfillment. in something that's temporal. This is eternal. How I treat her is eternal for my kids. Because I don't treat, I want my kids to say of my family, or my, my wife and I, that dude, they loved God. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? My dad sometimes was like, man, your, your, your grandfather did this or that. But I want to break those things too so that my kids can look back on our gene- genealogy and say, man, they served God. They were preachers. And I mean, isn't it cool to like for, for Billy Graham? I know some people don't like him. You know, theologians are like, oh, he got really soft and all these things. Okay, cool. That's a whole other debatable topic. But 
I'm just going to say this about his lineage. So he's got a son, Franklin Graham, who took over the, basically the ministry. He's got Samaritan's Purse. Yeah. His son preaches. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. His son is playing Billy Graham in an upcoming movie. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Is that not crazy? Like, that's crazy. Like, you, you have an entire lineage. Uh, Billy Graham's daughter, right, and Graham Lotz, preaches. I don't know about her children, but I'm, I'm looking at it going, shoot, man, Billy preached. Now Franklin preaches. Yeah, he was a troubled kid, but he found Christ. Now his son, now Franklin's son preaches. What, what, a, what a lineage, man. Yeah. Preachers. Even Paul said, whether we preach Christ of contention or strife or whatever, matters not. Christ is preached. God will use it. I'm not saying false doctrine is good. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying we should call that out. We should be personal enough to Billy or whoever. If, if there was an issue there with, with doctrine, we should call it out for sure. But not on public radio and TV. We should do it to them, yeah. right? And then correct it. But the fact is, can you deny how many souls were saved at these crusades? Bro, bottom line is this. Boy would always have an altar call. Homie would always preach cross and faith in Jesus Christ and repentance towards God and removing sin in your life. And dude, Johnny Cash got saved through it. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. Like he was able to reach darkness, dude. He was able to reach darkness. Dude, uh, w- when he died, did you see how many people tweeted about him and Instagrammed about him, Facebooked about him, did videos about him? Atheists, for God's sakes, man. The people that were in foreign countries, politicians, were writing about, you cannot deny the influence in this guy's life, who he was influenced by. The dude exuded love, right? Okay, was there certain things that I've even heard him say? Yes, questionable, right? Have you read about Paul, right? Yeah. Rude of speech. He would, even, he would even say he was sorry about it. I came into you in rudeness of speech. I made you cry last time I was there. Him and, was it Barnabas got into fisticuffs? Was it Barnabas? They were like very contentious with each yeah, other. Over John Mark? Yeah, over John Mark. So you, you have these like, just because they, they were off on certain things, right? That should only push us to be right. Not to just keep pointing out errors, right? We should do that, but not on a public forum. I think when it comes to brothers, we should do it here for like amongst each other first. Yeah. Right, but not publicly call people. That's why I'm not a fan of publicly calling out Colin Kaepernick for what he's doing wrong. You know what I'm publicly calling out for the church and for us as clergy people and Christians to rise up and let's go try to reach the little Colin Kaepernicks who are influenced by this guy. Yeah, and Which, maybe those little Colin Kaepernicks will come up to Colin Kaepernick one day because I believe in a big God and tell him, "Man, look, I don't think this is right, dude." You know, I'm just saying. And and we should be praying for somebody to come up in his life who can sit down with him Thank and you. start that dialogue. That's right. Um, and, and really change things. And we, we have the ability, and I think a lot of times we don't give ourselves enough credit of what we're capable of doing. Um, and sometimes you need to just control what's in your own world first. Um, and I don't remember if I talked about this last week, but the idea of you know, just control what's in your world before you're trying to control everything going yeah. on in the rest of the world. So... The guy you're working next to, who, you know, let's let's throw it on the conservative side just right. for fun. The guy you're working next to is always complaining about those dang liberals, how stupid they are. They need to just fall off, you know. Which and a lot get of out of here. Most liberal policies we disagree with. Yeah, because I'm 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 an uber charged conservative. Yeah. So are you? Yeah. But if you're sitting next to that guy, you agree with him that you hate liberal policies, but you see. 
boy, man, there's a lot of anger and disgust and bitterness. Right. So why not change that part of your world first? <laughs> Start taking them out to dinner. That's right. And say, look, man, I totally agree with totally, you. Totally, man. Isn't there a better way we can do this? Yeah. Then suddenly you have two people, hopefully, prayerfully, you have two people who have a better outlook of how to change things. Yeah. So then you go to the small tea party rally, which, you know, we love the tea party. We love that organization. We love the people who are a part of it. I speak at them. You speak at it. But sometimes it gets old hearing those liberals, Obama, blah, blah, blah. Just a lot of talk. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm not pulling out that the Tea Party is the only ones that do this. It's just you know, on the conservative side. And if you want me to, I'll go on the liberal side. The liberal side, Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, and, and this and whole idea that, that yeah. all Trump supporters are just deplorable, evil, racist people. You haven't changed their mind. You've just right. made them more defensive about who they are in their way of life. Yeah. And I've kind of gotten away from I'm a Trump supporter, Obama supporter, I'm a Constitution supporter. So yeah. when Trump does something wrong, I'm going to call it out. When he does something right, praise God. If yeah. Obama did, did something right, I never said anything negative publicly about him because I think, too, uh, well, I did a couple times, but I was very cautious about what we were saying. Oh, man, I just realized I was pretty far away from the mic. Um, <clears throat> the I, If... I cannot call something out in President Trump if I couldn't call it out, call it out in Obama. Yeah. And I, I fear we've done that, right? Um, as, as far as President Trump was not my choice, um, I'm not a fan, I guess I could say. And yeah, there's some things he's done good, and, and I'll agree with that. But then again, he's also done some things like executive orders and such. So it's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a conservative, but not a Republican anymore, really. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, and I hate to say that publicly, uh, but I am this. I am for the original Republican platform, <laughs> you know, where it's like we, we really cared about what God thought about all this. You know what I mean? So, I, again, it's, it's down to that syndrome of what Reagan said about the Democratic Party. He said, I didn't leave the, the party. The party left me, you know. But eventually, too, look at the Republican Party. They're kind of leaving us. Yeah. You know, if they don't they start are. towing the line. And, 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 again, I'm not blaming them. We elected them. I'm blaming us. Yeah. Right? So let's remove them and, and, and get the right guys in office. So... I don't know. This was a this was a whole different. Yeah, it didn't go the show. way that I thought it yeah, was going yeah. to. But you know, we're barely right. at, we're barely at fifty eight minutes, so we can keep yeah. going. Keep going. Um, so you wanted to bring up another topic. I was I was thinking about leadership because um, we had you and I have been having a lot of conversations about yep. leadership. I know this this completely switches the direction that we're heading, but you know that's okay. Yeah, we're on Page all kinds change. of things. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's probably perfect for you know. Anyways, so yeah, page break. <laughs> On to the next chapter. Now. That was the longest chapter you've ever read, but it was it was fun. It was worth it. It was. It was fun. Um guys, before you start. Yeah, go for it. Comment on this stuff. Leave a comment. If you disagree, great, because I want to bring that up next show. If you disagree, I want to talk about it, see where I went wrong. And I want to engage you guys. If if there's something you disagree with or you think we're too lenient, that's totally cool. Show me how to be less lenient. You know, I want to be all things to all men, but I also want to be Christ. And so did he call us to call out things? Yes. And we do that. We will do that. But don't be afraid to comment, man. You know, if you disagree, cool. I'm I'm all right with that. I just want to be your friend. Otherwise, you know, send us messages on theselfevidenttruth.com. You can leave comments on YouTube. Self-evident ministry page, the self-evident ministry page. Um, you'll see mine and my wife's beautiful mugs. Yep. The Facebook page. Yep. Up. And then I, I have a personal one. You have a personal one. Yep. Uh, Massey Compost. And I'll share. 
And Comment, though. That'd be fun. Yeah. And I've got the Eternal Agora YouTube, which is just a side project, guys, to do some educational stuff and, and get things off my chest. So feel free to comment on there. Um, yeah, we've, we've got a lot of outlets. We want to hear from you guys. Yeah, we do. Um, so leadership. Leadership. You and I have been talking a lot about leadership. Yep. And my question to you is, is just to get the ball rolling, what do you think are the most important values of being a leader? Because a lot of times we talk about leadership and we're watching it go on in the world today. Right. And we're, we're getting very attracted to these no-nonsense decision-making types of leaders, which is a good thing in a way. In a way. But it's kind of you know, the Israelites with their king. Yeah, yeah. We so, want somebody to make all the decisions for us. Right. I think know? the first thing for, for me, and I, and I really try to emulate this as much as possible, because I have a lot of conversations about it with my pastor here at, at church, and you know, I I, I pull from him a lot. I, I really do because I respect him. But there's a massive difference between communication and condemnation. Hmm. Nice. Because a lot of people say I'm communicating, but you're condemning them. You're not communicating. A communication is when you can accurately say what you need to say and make that other person understand what you're trying to say and lead them in that direction that you need them to go. Yeah. If all you're doing is yelling at them and condemning them, they will never... Well, first off, they will go that direction because you're paying them probably or, or they're, they're in some type of church thing, right? But they'll hate what they're doing. That's not communication. So, so here's a question to test that. Um, Steve Jobs. A lot of talk about how... Thanks for the iPhones. How much... Well, of, <laughs> your scientists did the iPhones. You just had the idea. Sorry. But, Is that but wrong? There's a lot of talk <laughs> of how much of a jerk he was to people. Oh, yeah. I've seen, yeah, the, they, they, I've seen a documentary on yeah, it. Yeah. Come up with an idea, and he just tears them to shreds. Mm-hmm. Now, he got a lot of production, a lot of success. So thoughts on that? Sure. So <clears throat> I, I, I did have that kind of a boss once. I think that's just a personality, like egotistical kind of thing. But it's like, can I? Did he have the people around him that worked with him as a leader? So, like, uh, there was that podcast I listened to from that dude <clears throat> you had sent yeah. me. Uh, <clears throat> just you know, I, actually, I I do want to promote him, Jocko Wilnick. Uh, Jocko former, Wilnick, yep, former Navy SEAL. If if you want to get your life in order, listen to this guy. He is no son- nonsense, and he man, he hits it. He does, and, and and meaning getting your life in order as far as like how to how to coexist with leadership. Sometimes bad bosses, sometimes you know, uh, ill 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 knowledgeable bosses, uh, those kind of things. And he's just really good. But he said something in one of his podcasts that was really good about if you have a bad leader, right? Put your ego down and do your best to make that leader shine. Because when you when the leader sees that you're for them and not against them, right? That's when you'll start to you know you'll start to see a breakthrough in your relationship with the boss, and also too the the company. You'll be happy going to work. He goes, I made it a challenge. He said, I actually made it a fun game. You know, coming home telling my wife, you know what, I'm going to take him out to lunch. He goes, I had a crappy boss, man, crappy boss. Didn't know a thing about the production we were doing, stuff like that. He said, but I befriended him. I started to 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 make him like the ideas we had made it seem like it was his idea, and I just kept complimenting him and saying, you know what, dude. We're going to push through this because obviously he was put in that position for a reason. Bad or good, he's in that position. But if he looks good, you look good, right? So Steve, I think, had a really good way not only of just, yeah, he was a a jerk. I I think if the movies are accurate, what people say about him is accurate. 
because I wasn't there. I don't know Steve. Yeah, and, right? and we, we don't know that that's actually we don't know. how he was, but we do know that there are bosses like that. Yes, so they do exist. If he was like that, I think he had a way of talking about the vision too. Yeah. Like, guys, we could propel this into the 20. Now, he did go through a lot of overturn. Yeah. A lot of people left. He fired a lot of people. You know, acor- again, according to the stories and the documentaries, he fired a lot of people. A lot of people. It was like a revolving door there, yeah. right? But I think he had a good way of communicating his vision. And like, dude, we're on the cusp of something huge. And it's kind of like my pastor told me this. If you keep it on the kingdom instead of just the church or community outreaches and these kind of things, if you keep the vision on the kingdom, that's where people then will, because the Bible said to set your affection on things above, right? Not set your affection on the church, not set your affection on your works, the community, it's on above. So my vision is it's kingdom mindedness, right? I'm looking at the kingdom of God saying, this is how I need to view my life and everything that I do, unfortunately, and and I should say, fortunately, (laughs) that line from Gladiator, what we do in life echoes in eternity, you know? (laughs) What we do in life echoes in eternity. Yeah, it does, absolutely. right? People absolutely. remember you by your by, by your fruits. You shall know them. What's your fruit, right? So with Steve, I think he just had a really good way of communicating his vision. And that's the, good. And a lot of people, let's be honest here. Most people, they just want to do their job and go home, and they're sheep, and they like strong leaders because yeah. hey, you're at least telling me what to do, and I'm going to go. And most people, I don't think he would bother you if you did your job. It's when you bucked up against him. It's when you had a different idea. It's when you had yeah. a different opinion. That's when you, you could see it. Hey, Steve, we shouldn't do it that way. Get out. You're fired. I saw this. Uh, was it Ashton Kutcher played him? And he was like, guys had different ideas. It's like, bro, we're tired. Leave. I don't need you here. I want to keep doing. But it's like, if you did your job, I think, I don't think he bothered you really. Yeah. You know, but it's when you had a different idea or a different opinion. So was he a jerk? Yeah. I just think he had a different way of communicating vision. And when a guy can communicate the vision, that's why people stay. Because they're seeing, they're seeing the end goal. If I can communicate my vision, whether the, that's why Paul said, whether they, they preach Christ of contention or strife or preach Christ in, in godly, basically Christ is preached. Christ is the eternal. Now, that's not an excuse for us to preach Christ with contention. Yeah. Right? But I think if you can continuously put the vision on the kingdom of God, right, and how that affects kingdom, the, the kingdom of the earth, that, that's what changes things. So that's kind of how I see Steve Jobs, if that makes sense. And, and I think the... the the Jocko analogy that you used of you know, making your mission to make him feel supported. You know, think about you ever been in a position where you knew you were out of your league now pastoring, right? So if you have somebody who's who you're over taking the time to take you out to lunch, taking the time to tell you, look, I think that's a really good idea. Let's do this. Taking the time. What do you need to support this? you have a whole different look and you, you start realizing, okay, we can do this as a team. Whereas if you have somebody who's grumbling and somebody looking at you going, dude, that's, this is stupid and and backbiting behind you. It's you against your team. And it's not good enough to say to the boss, you're doing a great job. And then tell all the coworkers, what an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. You're only spreading and fostering a disease. The team won't be behind you. And you know what? They're going to start losing trust with you because they're going to see you as a gossip. Yeah. Right. So I think, Again, Steve's a decent example of, of how you can be a jerk and still be a boss and a leader, I should say. Um, but again, I hope we can learn from Steve not to communicate that way. You can still communicate vision and have life and joy. Who's a good one? I mean, who, who could I think that's really? Gary V. Now, I'm not promoting Gary V. Vayner Truck because he cusses a lot, but the boy is always happy. He's always joyous. Someone said, Don't give away all your secrets. He goes, Bro, all day long, I'm going to give away my secrets. You know why? Because I want people to succeed. 
He doesn't that's take the heart, bro. Man. Totally. Now he, he, I don't think he's obviously he's not a Christian. I mean, he may believe in God. I'm not saying that he doesn't believe in God or anything, but he really cusses a lot if you listen yeah. to his podcast. But what's cool about him is the the message is so positive as far as like business and ethics. His message transcends color. If you bust your butt, you'll get something done. But you can't put in forty hours. You got to put in a hundred. No. So it's it's always this constant push of quit making excuses for yourself and that's where he'll cuss right quit making excuses Duh. but do it and that's man get, that's a get, leader getting yeah absolutely and a shameless plug for gary v I, I, <laughs> he's a good dude i mean i i, I would love to meet him what, yeah, you know, one day and sit with him because I, I think you know i would love to just i would love to have him here if he would ever come here which would be fantastic i would love to have him here and easy on the cusses Right, <laughs> well, bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> yeah, we'll right? just but, we'll just run a and, button. And only I can handle it. I understand his language yeah. and lingo, but other people wouldn't. So I want to respect. Absolutely, it. but, but it's cool. I mean, I'm cool if he talks the way he talks. You just have to do a lot of editing. <laughs> and then, yeah, man. And we have so many people that we would love to have on this just to pick their brains. Yeah, and can, and people that we don't agree with on everything. I mean, there's plenty of people that are outside of our spectrum that explain I just want to sit them down. Can you explain that to the people, what we're trying to do with this and like, just expound on that. Yeah. So like when Massey and I first started talking about this, we started talking about, we wanted a podcast where we could just have conversation. I'm talking to you. They're listening. In. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll bounce back and forth. How about that? Um, so this idea of. So when we started talking about this, talk yeah, to me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's that's part of the thing, guys, is the the exploration. But so we started talking about this. We started talking about how do we want to set up a podcast? Because we we knew it was on our hearts to start it. And both of us used Joe Rogan as an example of we. we, The format's awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I love that it's so simple. I love that it's so simple and raw. Two or three cameras and and just just sit down. Yeah, two hours. And, And these guys talk about anything on their mind right now we have a little different barometer of what we can talk about and what we can't because i mean we're christians so we're watching our tongue we're watching the things that come into yes. our minds but there's been so many great conversations that he's had with various people that seriously run the whole spectrum and that's what we want is to be able to sit down and make that connection with somebody who's ardent liberal atheist and sit down with them and go, okay, what's going on? Yeah, why, why do you believe that? Why? And, and not even in a sense of you're wrong and I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Just in a sense of I want to get into your head and know a little bit. And then we can start sharing ideas and having dialogue. And maybe I'll learn something that you know that I don't know. And you'll learn something right. that I know that you don't know. Right. And talking to the opposite side should only reinforce your values. Yeah. That, yeah. you know, if... if you you were you were weak if you can't talk to the other side. Yeah, you don't understand your own values if you can't accurately defend them. There was I, I was um, laughing. What? At, I was laughing at something this morning. I was listening to a YouTube video. Yeah, and I don't, Carrie probably heard me laughing in the kitchen. But this this person was talking about how they weren't going to speak at a conference because somebody else was there, and they were getting interviewed by two other people. Well, one of them was kind of debating, and then a person was interviewing. And the person interviewing goes, but don't you want to have that conversation to hash out these ideas? And they're like, no, they don't even deserve to have me near them. 
was basically what they said. Wow. Like, like their ideas don't deserve to be on a platform. And wow. you, you've just solidified their own beliefs in their mind. You haven't told them why they could maybe change or modify their views, let alone the fact that you're completely misrepresenting what their views are. Yeah, but you've just proved to them why. <clears throat> it was the same thing with the whole Alex Jones idea. You just proved to the guy that you're all conspiring against him. He picked up more viewers, more listeners, more subscriptions after you took we're him off. We're not promoting the, Alex. No, no. It, it, if you heard Massey and I talk about the guy, like we're, we definitely disagree with him. <laughs> <laughs> it's on, on certain things. There's certain yeah, things yeah. obviously I agree with. Yeah. But that's with anybody. But, but like you saw this move of, of banning him in something like 12 hours from YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, like done. The guy's got more listeners and viewers than ever. What'd you do? You, you just proved to him that you're all out to get him. You made him a martyr. You, you know? made him a martyr. And that's something that, that tends to happen. Like we were talking about with Kaepernick is you're making these people martyrs, put them on the platform, sit down, have a dialogue and a discussion. Because then people can weigh out the ideas. Do you know what's so crazy, though? Mm-hmm. Like, the whole thing with, like... Were you going to say something? With, like, Norma McCorvey, Roe versus Wade? Yeah. So that's the most pushed case, right, about abortion. But when she turned Christian and started going against abortion, they never promoted her anymore? No. So what would happen with Colin if he has a, a light change? That's when you give up everything because nobody wants to listen to you. Well, I should say the media. The media won't yeah. promote you, right, to have yeah. godly values and those kind of things. I mean, let's have some real preachers on there, not the guys who say, we need to sympathize with sin. No, let's have some real preachers on. Let's talk about, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, and that's, yeah. again, a whole whole deeper issue, but I, I just I want to be able to talk to people who don't agree with me. Dude, like, I'm being honest. I don't like doing debates with atheists. Some of them, they, they know way more than me about they're topics in a lot of ways. I just know faith and I know what I believe and I know a lot about certain things, right? I don't yeah. know everything, right? Yeah. But they're never going to be able to shake me from my faith because I know what God did in me. I know what Christ did to me. I know how he changed my heart, my desires. I know how love is selfless. There's nothing in it for me when I love people. It's for the Lord, right? So you can't shake that. That's not something you can just teach to people, you know? So with, with, with atheists and, and debates and all these things, we don't really necessarily want to have debate. Discussion is something different. Exactly. Discussion is different. And, and you, you just made me think of a simple way to put it. You can't give Christ if you can't talk to somebody. Ooh. So if we're not... That's good. If, if we're Say not that in, again. You can't give Christ if you can't talk to somebody. And if we're not going to have dialogue, we can't give Christ. That's right. And you know what? There's probably a lot of atheists who, who would listen to this and go, oh, well, they're just going to try and convert me. Well, hey, let's go back to Pendulet. If I really believe this is true, heck yeah, I care about you. You don't have to walk away a Christian, but at least I know, hey, I cared about him enough to give him what I think and to give him something to think about. And heck, maybe you give me something to think about, about how I portray my faith, how I live my faith out. It's valuable. It is valuable. Like, I think, too, it gives you more, I don't want to say ammunition. It's kind of, I guess, a strong word, but it gives you more of a platform to be able to debate the issue in front of other people. So, like, yeah. if I learn what they're at, like, what is it, Sun Tzu, right? The enemy, yeah. my, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Or 
a preparedness, right? I'm prepared to talk to an atheist about this issue because I talked to this guy, what he thought. I was able to go home, process it, go to scripture, go to reason, go to other people. Now I have an argument against the thing that I was like, oh, oh, it makes sense. Like evolution and all these other things. Like I've thought these things through, you know? Yeah. I don't just come up with these arguments just to come up with arguments. And some of them, it's like we try to get into the technicality. That's why I believe. Nobody can ever get really technical. Like God, where did he come from? I don't know. The Bible says he is. Yeah. Moses said, who, who should I say that you are? I am that I am. Thanks. <laughs> like, you know, Could you just say your name's John yeah, or Mark yeah, yeah, or yeah. something? Like, I am that I am. But it's like, think about that, though. Yeah. At least I call what I believe a faith. Nobody can explain the origin of man. I, no, I don't care what you say. You weren't there. You don't know. And the fact that you tell me that the Bible was written by man, so was your textbooks. So don't tell me about man, right? This is divinely inspired to teach people how to love people. All your science book is teaching other people that you came from a monkey. And if you look at society, or if you look at the society of animals, they, they destroy each other a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's Chaos. A, there's a Chesterton quote that I won't even bother because I'd butcher it, but he talks about that, you know, and I'll see if I can pull it up and I'll bring it next week, but... Uh, well, I've got a thought first. Okay, so I'll, I'll give the thought and then Sorry, I'll see if I thought. can find yeah. the, the then you can, you can thing. Splice um, it. And then, great, now I lost it. <laughs> Sorry, dude. No, it's cool. All right, you keep talking. I'm no, going to so see if I can find that quote. I don't know everything. Uh, I should say we don't know everything, and, and that, that's okay. You know, that, that's where we're trying to do this, to learn more, grow more. If you stop learning, you stop growing. If you stop growing, you die. That's just how it is. So we don't want to do that. I always want to read what's like, I think the, the one thing everybody tries to do is find perfection, right? Like me, I'm trying to find what the Republic says or what, what is the, what is the perfect utopia, right? For me, it's the Lord, right? Well, how does that achieve? How does that happen? I don't know. I need a platform like Colin <laughs> to start preaching the gospel <laughs> and loving people, right? I wish I had time for everybody that I meet where I could sit and have dinner with them or lunch with them. I wish that I really could sit down with people as much as possible. Yeah. But then I would neglect my family because it's like, I just love people so much and people deserve love yeah. no matter where they're at. They deserve at least that. Well, first off that we all deserve the wrath of God because we've violated his laws, but he did send Christ. So we do deserve Christ. We, we, we are, God is deserving of our praise or our obedience and all these things. But because he sent his son, we do have access to him now. We have access to Jesus, and everybody deserves at least a shot to know about Jesus Christ. Because the Bible is so cool. Like God's, uh, in, in the Bible it says, God is not willing that any should perish. So why are we getting mad at each other? But that all should come to repentance. You are willing that people should perish. I hope they die. I hope Hillary Clinton dies. And that's what they were saying. So you're willing that they perish? Where's God in that? You know what I mean? He's willing that all should come to repentance. He didn't send his son in the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God does the condemning. That's his job. And he doesn't want to condemn. He's not willing that they should perish. Yeah. He doesn't want them to be cast away. He made us in his image. I hope that that's the, the, the message every show. Right? Repentance, love, Christ. The light, Jesus, right? Now, Absolutely. would Jesus be upset in this generation? Tell me what's the difference between where he was then and now. 
The only thing that's different is sin is amplified, digitized, and it's in your face 24-7. Right? Yep. Notice that they had to pull the harlot out of the room and expose her in front of people. Done behind closed doors. Now sin is just in your face. There's nothing new. No. Same sins. Adultery still happens. Homosexuality is still happening. Lying is still happening. Governments overruling people still happening. Right? People talking about different views that we don't agree with still happens. Nothing is new. It's how we handle it. And if we can't quit acting like barbarians, and if we can't use the word as an example of what not to do sometimes, we'll never grow as Christian. We'll never grow Christianity. Ever. Right? I love using people as an example. Christopher Columbus and all these guys, our founders, were they perfect? No, but I'm using what they did that was right in the eyes of God to promote what is right in the eyes of God. What they did wrong, of course, all day long. It was wrong. They shouldn't have had slaves, some of them. They shouldn't have you know, done certain things. They shouldn't have talked that way, all these things. But I'm promoting in what, what's, what's good in them. Martin Luther King, there's a lot of people say he was an adulterer. Some people say he wasn't. I'm not even focused on that. I'm focused on what he did. Looted nothing, stole nothing, broke nothing, changed the world. <laughs> that dude. Nice. Right? You can promote that. Love. Right? He never really saw it with his eyes, but I can promote him. Right? So it's not that I promote people because you, yeah, you're defending a slave owner. No, I'm not. I'm defending a man, a human. I'm, I'm promoting what he did right. Right? Malcolm X. I just said a quote by Malcolm X. Did I agree with everything Malcolm X said? No. He used force. Martin didn't. But what he said was right. <laughs> you know? About the newspaper thing. Yeah. So it's in the beginning of the show. So... What a what a what, what a, a day! What an odd cast. Yeah, because we spent forty minutes talking about not Colin Kaepernick, but how we should handle it as Christians. But go ahead. Yeah, no, and that's that's what I love about this is we never know where it's going to go or what's going to happen. I love it, and I think the more and more we we get into it, we're gonna we're gonna get into new and cooler topics. We're gonna get into even more questions, and there's gonna be a lot of times where we're not gonna have answers, and we're just gonna have questions. Which is the most fun part of it. Which we hope if you're watching when we have questions, you have an answer. Yeah. So we can expound on the answer. Give That's, us an answer. We want you to be a part of this podcast, man. Yeah. Heck yeah. We hope we have one day we can have an open line. Uh, people calling that in. That would be cool. That would be sweet. Matter of fact, I think we should try to look into that. You know, what's a, a cheap alternative way? Because we still need your support. You want to <laughs> donate for that? Please do. Google phone number. Right. So, all right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Here's thank the hope, y'all. Here's the hope, and I've said this the last couple of times I've preached this week. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You need Jesus Christ. Amen. Not because it's a good idea, not because it's a belief system, because he can absolve your sin, and he's always with you. That, the fact that Christ walks with me through everything is my everything, right? And he gave me a beautiful person to share this with, a beautiful wife to share my life with and her wisdom, right, to listen to. We should talk about that, too, what's real... Feminism. I, I would like to have you on the show. Real feminism, real manhood, all yeah. these things. I think that's a good, I, I a very good topic, to right? But you need Jesus Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things old have passed away. Behold, all things become new. If you're trapped inside your heart, because I heard about a pastor a couple of weeks ago committing suicide, in, you know, in California, you should never not have hope in Christ. Absolutely. And, and I, I wish I could have sat with that dude and. You know, it's not worth it taking your life. And maybe that's just where he was at in his mind. And I, I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't say one way or the other. But never not have hope. Christ is the hope. Christ is the hope of eternal glory, the Bible says. And believe in him and trust in him. Repent of your sin and um, he'll be your savior and he'll be your guide. 
and he'll send the Holy Spirit to comfort you. But not only comfort you, to, to, to lead you into the truth in Jesus' name. So we love you guys. Amen. Love you guys. So until next time, I'm Mike. This is Massey. All of you have a good day. Love you guys. Thank you.